Good evening, and welcome to Frown on Worf, the retrospective of the life and times of Lieutenant Worf. <laughs> Klingon. It's a masterpiece theater production. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Greetings. Welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. I'm Foley. Jay. And Wait, we threw you off a bit there. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't ready for that. Threw me off my uh, threw me off my game there. It's called <laughs> acting. That was. It was smooth as fuck. Yeah. It was Damn. nice. Today, we bring you Season 2, Episode 14, The Icarus Factor, in which uh, Worf is feeling down, and Riker is having some daddy issues. Oh, yeah. And uh, we learn far too much about uh, Pulaski's former love life. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. This, this focuses on two of the most hilarious of characters, uh, Mr. Worf and uh, Mr. Riker. Yeah, I, I'd say these are probably our two favorite characters consistently in this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it's nice to have an episode that's focused around their issues. Worf is great. Like, I mean, I, I, I love Worf's deadpan. Mm-hmm. I especially enjoyed early in the episode when Wesley is following Worf like an excited puppy and yeah. Worf just like bellows at him in the hallway. It's funny because, I mean, most people would probably rightly argue that Picard and Data are the strongest and most popular of characters. But really, when it comes down to watching these episodes for the, you know, hundredth time, you start to appreciate different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And Worf and Riker are a fount of entertainment. Oof. Oh, yeah. Like, very consistently, it's it's Frakes and Dorn that are the most entertaining actors on the show. Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah, like, absolutely. as much as I love Patrick Stewart, and Patrick Stewart is a brilliant actor. Yeah. It's just, those two are just so much fun to watch. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so much. Uh, so... Basically, this episode opens, and it seems that uh, <sighs> they're, they're uh, going to stop in at Starbase because there's uh, some they're having some engine troubles. Yeah, Jordy's a little worried that the readings coming out of the uh, the engines aren't aren't up to snuff. And Data's all like, no, it's nothing. It, it's just an anomaly and thing. We just need to uh, recalibrate our uh, our gauges. And they're like, ah, well, we're going to the Starbase anyways. We may mm-hmm. as well. We could use a 12-hour stopover. And, and Riker's yeah. all like, Starbase? I don't remember the Starbase. Starbase? I, that's not in the itinerary. And Picard's Starbase. Like, oh, number one, we have to go there. Right? This is a surprise for you there. Yeah. Uh, the whole open, like, the whole beginning of this uh, episode is just Picard being sly and Riker being suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, just really... the whole time, like, what's going on? What is on? it? Yeah. They're like, would you uh, meet me in the uh, observation lounge? Yeah. When when you're finished? Like, what's going on? Like, it's not time for makeouts yet. That's later. Yeah. That was like, he gets there. He's like, Commander Riker, there's someone from Starfleet HR here to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We yeah. Have, we've like, had a number of complaints. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Oh, this is awkward. Oh, no, no turns, not at all. It turns out that uh, the Ares has uh, need of a new captain, and Will Riker is the one who's been chosen for the position mm-hmm. if he takes it. I presume so. the uh, previous captain was consumed by a space slug or probably, probably. Of that nature, a Horta or something. Yeah, <laughs> the usual yeah. fate that meets most of these uh, death by Horta. Yeah, these captains on remote missions. Yeah, there's gonna be so many of those little pissant ships out there. Oh, definitely. We only ever follow the trials and tribulations of like the flagship, and then a few. We hear a little bit about a couple of vessels. That are on like specific missions, but all of them are like a military importance. Yeah, I think it would be really interesting if the the new Star Wars series, which has recently been announced, Star Trek. Of, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Star Star Trek. Ugh, tired. I, I didn't sleep last night. Uh, that I, it would be really cool if it's following just a, a really low on the totem pole shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, kind of with with not a lot of funding, kind of a thrown together the, ragtag the, crew. Uh, the, the Starfleet laundry shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that. Uh, yeah. I think that was a Mad TV sketch. <laughs> yeah. Is it? DS9 like yeah. the, I, the only problem with making a show around that is they'd have to improbably be in the middle of exciting storylines all the time that would get hard to kind of yeah. keep believable after a while I guess I mean like they, they could still run into just 
random things and MacGyver their way out of that shit. And that that, that would be a really interesting show. <laughs> Either that or it could just be about really, really petty internal politics. <laughs> this is like The Office. Uh, yeah, but yeah. in space. In space. Everybody, totally you know, like everyone that. always just looking at the camera when something shitty happens. It's like... <laughs> Someone must have done a parody of that, so, too, I'm assuming. Oh, of course, of course. So Riker's all like, huh, well, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to consider whether I'm going to take this. Uh, does he want the captaincy? Yeah, yeah. Does he? he doesn't know. But uh, there's a Starfleet uh, attache or whatever coming aboard to give him the uh, the mission details. Mm-hmm. And who is this attache? Why? It's a surprise. Yeah. Uh, right, uh, Commander Riker to uh, Transporter Room 3, please. Commander Riker to Transporter Room 3. And what I find weird is that it isn't O'Brien manning the transporter, even yeah. though he He's plays all a lot of fun episode. parts in this episode. Oh, yeah. O'Brien is... Tour de force. Yeah, he is... He, he is fantastic ne- in this Next episode. to Riker, O'Brien is probably my favorite presence <laughs> on this ship because he's he's Riker without the responsibilities. With yeah. zero responsibility. Yeah, he, he's like, here I am. Anything. I'm O'Brien. I have yeah. precisely zero fucks to give about anything that happens. Let me sign about my job. Let me drop yeah. some truth bombs on you. Let me sign about my job for you guys. Yeah. I'm going to sit in this room for 95% of the time doing jack all and then I'm going to get called upon to press a goddamn button that the computer could just do on its own. Yeah. Or it can be done by voice command. Yeah, absolutely. And has been done by voice command on numerous occasions. He's like, he's basically the Enterprise equivalent of Vanna White. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to uh, O'Brien later. Um, Riker heads down to the transporter room, and lo and behold, it's his dad. Oh my god. What? An Papa Im- Bear. Immediately, what? he looks like he wants to oh, deck god. him. Frosty, like just oh, man. stone cold. You know, it's like, oh, uh, I, I asked Captain Picard to keep it quiet. You know, I didn't, I didn't want you to be nervous or excited. Is Kyle Riker? Yeah, I believe yeah. his name is. <laughs> you know, like it's like you know, it's it's been fifteen years. <laughs> excited is not the appropriate response. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's a good thing he's wearing a heavy sweater and flannel jammies. Yeah, and flannel he, he'd be feeling that cold front in there. Yeah, man. Like, oh my god. Which, by the way, is possibly the worst outfit I can think oh, of. Man. From it, the entire series? How long do you want I don't to talk? Know, that it, I've seen, like, I think it's recycled too, because, like, I see a lot of civilians in essentially that onesie. I think it's, it's the mixture of this terrible flannel, like, toddler pajamas onesie yeah. and this orange and black cable knit sweater under it. It's, and, like, you can see it, like, it even comes out the sleeves. It's so weird. There's really nothing he could wear that would be less flattering. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's gross. No. Uh, he looks I don't like know, a giant baby. I don't yeah. know what it is with the future and this notion of uh, onesies being the most efficient uh, form of apparel when that's so definitely not the case. They're 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 comfortable, probably. I don't know. You Except know when you what? go with a double layer all oh, yeah. wool, like I, I, I was going to say that they aren't because, like, I, as part of my uh, costuming group, you know, uh-huh. I I wear you know coveralls quite often, and one piece outfits are not comfortable, and they are especially hard to sit down in because the the length of fabric from your ass to your uh, yeah. up your back is constant, and there's no separation in there. So when you sit down, if you don't have enough you know slack between there, it's really hard on the back. And in fact, that was a thing that the uh, the actors complained about in the uh, first two seasons of 
Shrek mm -hmm. is that because they were wearing one pieces it, it was causing them back problems when they were sitting oh crazy you yeah know, and I mean is, you can see them always like tugging their shirt yeah, down yeah, when, when they're hunching to sit. and stuff and yeah. so that's why come season three they switch to the two piece where you know they're wearing a tunic and pants and a belt and it looks like a one piece because the black of the uh, bottom of the tunic matches the black of the pants and the belt mm -hmm. but they are in fact wearing a two piece outfit from then on the other thing about that like Kyle's one has like no extra fabric around the waist mm -hmm. it's made of light tan material yeah you gotta think and it's like double layered wool like he'd be sweating like a oh, motherfucker yeah. yeah absolutely and this the sweat would be collecting in very unflattering places <laughs> absolutely no it's uh it's not a good look onesies are not the wave of the future speed suits no <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry dr venture speed suits are out you gotta add venting yeah yeah it, it it really looks like something you'd put a baby in and just to carry it around yeah like yeah. not something that you would yeah. actually move about in yeah on it your looks own. like there should be like a harn like a harness attached yeah. to the back of it so that you could just carry him around on your chest and you just yeah. like, you know arms well, and legs trying dangling. to grasp at ladies yeah. well yeah, that's exactly. the thing Kyle Riker is basically like a Kyle Riker is a highfalutin like civilian contractor for Starfleet maybe oh, yeah. maybe when he's not on the Enterprise on this mission like normally on Starbase and things he has some like large manservant to carry him around <laughs> oh, that would be a, yeah like like a Mr. Hom just yeah, walking yeah. around with a with, with a Riker strapped to his chest in a Bjorn be yeah <laughs> so that's our that's our I'm gonna call that one our A plot because that's the plot that would have the most significant impact on the show Kyle uh, Riker's onesie uh, no uh, <laughs> Uh, sorry Riker leaving the Enterprise oh yeah that, that, that's, that's a big deal yeah that's yeah. that's definitely the A plot <laughs> the B plot of this uh, of this episode is something is troubling Worf Worf is just not himself what, lately what is eating Mr. Worf we don't know. Yeah. He's uh, slightly angrier than usual. Yeah. And so we get our first glimpse of this as uh, Worf is walking down, surly, walking down the hall. <laughs> and Wesley comes bounding up behind him like an excited puppy. Worf, Worf, did you hear? Did you hear? Riker's going to Riker's gonna leave the Enterprise. His dad came to tell him. He didn't even know he was coming. Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, I don't give a crap about fathers. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> give you five across the eyes. <laughs> And like, I, I never knew my father. And it's like, and I didn't have one long enough to know him. <laughs> I, it yeah. really felt like he was just going to grab him by his yeah. front and toss him down the yeah, hallway. He, awesome. he stops and he like flat out screams at Wesley yeah. and then leaves. And the best part about this transaction is that there is a lady in the back room, background walking down the hall doesn't register <laughs> this at all. Like nothing about this is odd to her. Like she's walking down the hallway and she goes, "Huh, there is a Klingon screaming at a teenaged boy." Okay, whatever. Oh, okay, it's Wesley. I yeah. understand. <laughs> One people yelling at Wesley, something you see every, every goddamn day. day. Worf yelling at someone, something you <laughs> also see every damn day. Yeah, yeah. this, this is practically just, invisible. Yeah, part of the course. <laughs> Like and and by the way, Wesley takes it. You have to assume that he's used to this as well. <laughs> You're right. He's like, like phased. Huh. Yeah, Wesley is not at all phased he by this. Turns on his heels, heads back to talk to Jordy and Data about like, that guy, guy. Hey, Worf, he's really eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that turn of phrase there. He really reminded me of my nephew Pilot. Like the way uh. Pilot will, will will say something that like it's like yeah, but you. I I, I feel like you're using that Jordy, word just because Data, you want to. Jordy, Data. I think to. this mystery is really coming together. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly that. Uh, my nephew is adorable, everybody. Um, so yeah, um, 
So he, he enlists Jordy and Data to uh, follow Worf around to kind of find out what his deal is. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're... Although they really don't want to do that. They don't no. care. Jordy's being audited and he's just really yeah. stressed. Oh, Jordy yeah. is pissed <laughs> the fuck off. The, there are people crawling all over his engine room and they're not listening to him when he tells them that they don't need to do this or that because it's already been done. He's, uh-huh. He is just going to bust out in nerd yeah. rage he, any he, moment. He is feeling personally in insulted that these people are doing their jobs that they that he himself said that they should get them to do yeah. you know like it's not like because Jordy had perfect opportunity to say you know what data's right let's just recalibrate our uh, our gauges because that's all that's happening here it's like yeah, no no that's that's before they got their sticky fingers all over his engines. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a little, it's a little funny because you know it's like Jordy, you know, you you're, you invited this. You you were the one who was like, yeah, let's do this. So later on, when they're still going on, Jordy's you know trying to get some sympathy from Data <laughs> about this, and then Data's like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. And O'Brien comes in, yeah, he just swaggers in. Yeah, he's like, yeah, O'Brien. hey, what up? Hey, how's it going in here, you guys? And he's like, oh, don't you just? Hate-? Jordy's like, don't you just hate it when people are pawing all over your system like wouldn't you you be bothered if yeah. it was yeah uh, how would you feel if, it's like, like no sure yeah, fine i run a pretty tight ship it's it, it ship just, shape down whatever, there whatever. not like this disaster <laughs> you got going on up here fuckface. yeah it's like why would i care yeah i gotta go replicate a beer i don't know yeah. do, you, one. do you know who i am i'm miles motherfucking o'brien yeah I push that button like no one's and, and then he just swaggers right out of there without another word. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> that was uh, very nice. So, we go to 10 forward now, don't we? With, uh, yeah, with, with Jordy. O'Brien and... Uh... Oh, well, well, Brian and Riker. Did oh, yeah, we, yeah. We probably should mention, like, when Riker, you know, when Kyle Riker beams on board and Riker sees him there, he, he totally, like, just freezes him out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gives him, like, the ice queen. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even greeting. show him to his fucking room. He's just like, I have duties yeah. to attend to. I'll get security. Get security. Oh, yeah. Like, he doesn't even talk to, he's, he doesn't even say to his dad that he'll get security. He, he turns to the uh, transfer room, have security escort this gentleman to his quarters. Which oh, I, I should add is a response to, I'm really proud of you, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Holy shit. So yeah, security will get you to your room. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold. Um, so we go to uh, Ten Forward, and there's there's O'Brien. O'Brien and, and, and Riker and, and, and Riker's trouble. He's like, what's the trouble? Career? Family. Oof. Family. That's the worst, man. <laughs> Family. That shit's, uh, that shit's bonkers. Yeah. You, you don't get to choose that. Yeah, you yeah, you that, just yeah. gotta live with it. That That's, shit's in the stars, uh, man. And he's like, "Whoa, check this out!" Yes, <laughs> in, in in Swagger's Papa Bear, mm-hmm. uh, who's like the fucking mayor of space. Oh man! Oh yeah, everyone knows everybody on the Enterprise. Apparently, hands. everyone on the Enterprise knows Riker's dad. Well, you gotta figure like some you, better than others. No, you gotta figure Will's like a chip off the old. Uh, yeah. The old oh yeah, the old yeah block but, there. Like I mean, I, that's gotta be weird for Riker though. It's like all of a sudden be like, all of these people know my dad. All of people have slept with my dad he's got a 30 year head start on me this isn't fair I can't compete I've only slept with like a third of these people so far damn it And then it turns out that there's some history. kind of history with Pulaski and Riker's dad because, like, they, they like she walks up to him. I can't believe you're here. And he's like, like, how about a drink? How about a kiss? 
and, and, and they get they, they smooch and they go to get a table and Riker's like no they, they know they, each other and, and O'Brien just <laughs> pure sass right back yeah looks like yeah. I know her too we don't do that <laughs> that's not how we greet each other yeah yeah and, and what's great it cuts away for a little bit because it has uh, Jordy and Data talking yeah. about Worf mm-hmm. kind of looking off in a space you know dreaming yeah. and, and then it cuts back and O'Brien is just turned around staring yeah, yeah. at them they, arms they, crossed yeah. <laughs> like not a care in the world. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna stare right at them. I don't yeah, give a shit. <laughs> O'Brien has got no ta- like no tact and no no sense of uh, stealth at all. He's just openly staring. Yeah, like at he doesn't the care. He, he's turned around from the person yeah. he's sitting yeah, at the he's table. Like, Riker's yeah, pretending back to drink. To Riker, kind of glancing, but yeah, yeah. so good. O'Brien just full on. So finally, Riker walks over there, and uh, Pulaski invites him to uh, to join them. But he's all, he's all like, you know, uh, I'm ready for that briefing briefing anytime. Go yeah gone boom man chili salty yeah, yeah yeah and like for like the next 30 <laughs> seconds you can see like pulaski and riker's breath like that. <laughs> yeah. oh man um, so and and this is where uh we we cut to the, the this is where there was the deleted scene yeah yeah oh, right. where, uh wesley was gonna go watch uh wharf at 10 forward but now he pr- like he apparently he can't because he's got to do homework shit oh bullshit yeah yeah <laughs> so he basically pawns this job off on right on um data and jordy and jordy is having none of it yeah jordy is so- he is in a bad mood this episode <laughs> yeah and, and you know really low-key racist this episode too you know like i'm not gonna like, invite a bunch of klingons over. over yeah you know like i mean he, he is whatever you know, he's like listen i know wharf i like Worf air quotes but some I mean, of my best friends are Klingons yeah exactly you know like, he, he in this episode Jordy is exactly the kind of racist who's like I'm not racist I have a friend who's exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, he totally is. Uh, so they're in ten forward, and Data's like, "We should go talk to him." And Jordy's like, "Let's just not like." He, he looks like he wants to be alone, yeah. man. Let's leave him alone. And and Jordy knows a little something about yeah. that. Yeah, being alone all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. So Data goes over and gives the most awkward after-school special speech <laughs> to Worf ever. It's like Worf, you have friends here you can come to us we care about you <laughs> you you seem to have lost the will to communicate with your fellow shipmates we love you Worf meanwhile Worf is reaching for his gun yeah and Worf <laughs> is like sir with all due respect be gone <laughs> whoa <laughs> goes back sir. to just gazing out at the stars yeah. I, I they, really love just like a really long loop of that set to yeah. you know, some sad hip hop yeah anything yeah. Drake tune maybe D- Data goes back <laughs> he seems quite sincere in his desire for something Solitude and and like you go. think yeah like gosh I don't if only someone here had told us this earlier <laughs> so things carry on you know we get some business with uh, we, we, we basically get uh, Riker's dad kind of interacting with most of the other members of the yeah. group other than Picard who just has nothing to do yeah. with him and, and, and we get the scene where he finally you know has that uh, briefing with Riker and it turns out that he didn't really need yeah, to do it just hands him a thumb yeah, drive it's like, yeah here you go it's all on here and Riker's just like well, man what a wait, waste he, of my fucking time old he man. wanted to talk about it oh yeah, yeah. But then he's, yeah. he's like I, I came here to talk to you as my son I, I don't give a shit about the briefing yeah, yeah. you can figure that out yourself but Riker's just not having any yeah, yeah. shit he, and uh, we get some we get some business between like Pulaski and Riker's dad and Deanna Troy is now involved he's been he's been set up yeah and uh, then we get some really gross flirting where uh, Riker's dad tries to I, I think he's recognizing that she's kind of 
with Riker. I don't think I don't think that was really flirting. Yeah, no, I I don't read it as flirting because he's saying we we have some of the same taste in women. I I think he's recognizing that the the two of them have a thing. Yeah, I I don't know. See, I took it entirely the other way. And every time I've watched it, it's always read to me as yes, he's aware that uh, she and Will have or had something, but his competitiveness with his son and his need to be looked up to by everyone leads him to while maybe not seriously flirting with her like he's not expecting anything of it he still wants to put it out there it's like yeah I'm, I'm Riker I'm very popular with the ladies and you would have been like l- l- listen honey pie you are exactly my type we my boy and I we have a we have the same taste in women if you know what I mean that's uh, absolutely how I've read it every single time I've seen this episode uh, not really like that, I think that's it was more really like, the way I see it yeah I think it was more like he was saying like oh game, game recognized game yeah Mm. At, at any rate she's it's clearly so awkward cre- as hell it's, yeah, yeah it's she, still gross like, <laughs> she clearly reads it that way because she immediately puts the brakes on that and she's just like listen I want to help you but if you're going to keep pulling shit like that it's not going to happen so let's talk about what's actually going on here and le- uh, leave your pathetic attempts at flirting at the door I didn't read that that way either, I, total- I totally yeah. did I am, I'm 100% against no. you guys on this one I think the whole source of confrontation that scene was her trying to, to get him to acknowledge what it was that he actually feels about his son. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying that, and he was putting up barriers. Yeah, yeah. and and w- I'm saying one of those barriers was his clandestine attempt at. Uh, I'm just like Will, you know, like we both have the same taste in women, and her immediately shutting that down. I, I just don't see that. Okay, it's not you don't have to see it. I saw it. This is what I'm saying. Maybe we should have a bojitsu <laughs> contest over there. What, what the, what's it called? Ambojitsu. Ambojitsu. <laughs> Sorry. It's the ultimate uh, evolution of the martial arts. It is it ever. It's the best way to resolve any conflict. Mm-hmm. Although it's completely ridiculous. It's basically American gladiators with... Yeah. Like, it, it looked a lot like sticks. it. <laughs> yeah. But we'll get to it. But blind. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, she, she essentially makes him confront, you know, why he's here at all uh, and what it is that, like, yeah. between him and his son. Yeah. And uh, then we cut to Worf going to speak to Riker saying he wants to go with him on the new ship. Yeah. That was a rad scene. <laughs> like, that was pretty great. <laughs> like, listen, when you leave, I want you to take me with you. I want to be your side piece. Exactly. And Riker's like, listen, you know, I'm flattered, but I just don't think about you like that. He, he's kind of suggesting that, you know, because it's a, a much smaller ship and it's going to be more kind of exploratory, there's a lot greater chance that they'll get to fight people uh, more they'll, often. they'll get to die in battle. Like, it's yeah. more dangerous. Dangerous, he feels, yeah. I guess. And, and that's sort of what he's looking for there. Just kind of interesting. You know, it, it's it, it's a suggestion of what is going on with him before we mm-hmm. get an explanation from Wesley about it. Also, it's worse Worf way of saying, I'm going to miss you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's adorable. So you know, and like, Worf's just also really excited that the prospect of, you know, like, oh man, there might be actual combat out there. We mm-hmm. could, uh, I could die a hero's death at last. Of course. And he doesn't want to give up his, all, his all finger longer, buddy. All I was to die a hero. <laughs> Hero's death. Well, that's what it's all about if you're yeah. uh, for some Klingons. So, but Riker's like, eh, look, I haven't really decided uh, if I'm gonna go at all. I'm but, sure you'll you do know. the right thing, by which I mean take me with you. Aww. So now Wesley arrives at the uh, engineering bay to, like, guys, mm-hmm. I've cracked it. I've cracked it. Yeah, and, and this is where we get that scene with O'Brien swaggering in there too. Yeah, sorry. Which is <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, it's like, listen, <laughs> this is what's going on. It's the uh, anniversary of Worf's bar mitzvah, and he's got... Almost literally. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's got 
you know, it's supposed to be spent with your fellow Klingons, but he doesn't have any Klingon friends. He's just got us, and we're not Klingons, and we don't observe Klingon cult, uh, customs and shit. So, and Jordy's like, I'm basically a Klingon. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> so Wesley's. I've got this, it all I listen to all this Klingon rap. <laughs> no, he listens to Klingon opera. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Wesley's got it all figured out. They're going to have an ascension ceremony for Worf, and every, like, and they're all going to go because they're Worf's family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he's leaving the engineering bay, in swaggers O'Brien, he's like, Chief, <laughs> we're having a party for Worf. Can you make it? A party for a Klingon? Sounds crazy. You know I'll be there. <laughs> I'll bring me whiskey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. This is gonna be it's gonna be tight. Son. And I like how it's it's mostly Worf's really cl- close friends and O'Brien. Yeah, yeah it's like, no. shit, I'm not gonna miss that. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. I've met I've, I've yeah. beamed Mr. Worf a couple yeah. times. We're pra- we're practically fan. Happy birthday, Mr. Ward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, like like oh, party for more. If I don't know, there'll be cake. Well, I guess I should come uh, by and probably, say. I should probably come by. Should and probably say, drop in. I'm pretty busy, say, but uh, I'll be there. Uh, and and one thing I really like about it as well is get Deanna bringing him down there for the surprise. But oh yeah, she's not gonna go to no, that no. party. No, yeah, I, I mean I'll in, see you later. She's in too later good for this. Seasons, she would have done. Oh yeah, but oh, yeah. Uh, at this stage in their relationship, they are not close enough yet. Yeah, you know she's she's not about that shit. But uh, I really like him chafing at being taken to a surprise party. Totally. Like, what the hell I do is not that? like riddles. No, I don't like. You'll this. like this one. <laughs> oh, it's like listen. I know it's an important day for you what it's you know no the one anniversary. Know that that is a secret to klingons really the klingon empire has been allied with the federation for how long now of course the federation databanks have all of this information at this point what why did you think this was top secret <laughs> well, i guess he, he just figures most people on the enterprise don't really look a up secret stuff about klingons <laughs> like no, no one yeah. cares to look and, up stuff about and klingons one tenacious young ensign uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll destroy him. So we, we we get the pain stick ceremony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but before John that, Tesh. before that, O'Brien is explaining pain sticks to Wesley. Oh, yeah. You know, they're they're walking through the uh, through the ceremony <laughs> chamber, and he's like, "Oh yeah, pain stick. I saw one of those used on like a Algerian, you know, elephant or yeah. some shit once. It streamed in pain for however long until its head exploded." <laughs> And Pulaski's just like, that's enough. He's like, I was just scaring the boy. (laughs) Like, I know we just watched this and it wasn't going on, but I picture him just taking a big bite of an apple. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy shit, that. Maybe maybe Uh, Worf's head will explode. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, you know, probably not. But maybe. Maybe. One can hope. He's Uh, having a really good time in this episode. (laughs) So... Worf arrives and there's that row of Klingons ready to jab him with pain sticks and he could not be more thrilled. Oh, yeah, this man. is the holodeck, obviously. Like, yeah. honestly, like, if Worf could cry, there would be, like, mm-hmm. there'd be thank you tears rolling down his cheeks <laughs> oh, as, yeah. as he whispers, you know, a silent I love you to Wesley. There's no question. From 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 across the thing. So, he goes through the gauntlet and keeps getting jabbed with pain sticks <laughs> by, by um, miscellaneous Klingons. And here's a fun fact from the uh, Memory Alpha 
Alpha, mm-hmm. because they were filming, I believe it was Star Trek V at this point, mm-hmm. uh, they were running low on Klingon costumes. So some of the Klingons on that line are wearing boots from Planet of the Apes. They're wearing gorilla boots. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Because nice. they they were out of uh, they were out of Klingon costume boots, so they had to they they had to kind of improvise and use some boots from Planet of the Apes. So is Tesh in ape boots? I don't know, but uh, Tesh, John Tesh from uh, Entertainment Tonight and New Age musician New extraordinary Age, yeah. Yeah. from is, Red Rocks <laughs> is one of, is is in the last pair of Klingons yeah. that jab uh, Worf with the pain sticks, and he's very recognizable because he has the giantest head of all. Yeah, yeah, he's got a <laughs> no <run>. prosthetic necessary. <laughs> Indeed not. Um, he uh, his character was later canonized as Katesh. Amazing, yeah. so good. Yeah, K apostrophe T E S H. So good, so good. Uh, and so Worf, having made it through this gauntlet of pain sticks, collapses at the feet of his friends and just looks up at them and says, "Thank you." <laughs> He's like drooling with pain. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're all just kind of milling about at the end, like, yeah, like what, what do we do now? What do we do? And, and <laughs> then we mercifully cut away. Um, to uh, like Riker and his dad having one last kind of angry uh, confrontation before they uh, decide to ambo jitsu things out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like fine, you know, if only there were an ambo jitsu uh, ring around here. Oh, there is, old oh, man. There, there is. is. <laughs> oh called, yeah. It's, it's on deck twelve. It's called the Kyle Riker is a total dick memorials <laughs> arena. <laughs> It's a memorial arena because I'm going to kill you there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's because it's where you die. (laughs) Nice. Uh, So... That's it. Like they're they're gonna throw down, and then we cut to uh, I, I think it's is it ten forward or is it just an observation lounge where uh, it's just it's a just random a observation lounge. lounge. Yeah, it's just a random observation lounge where uh, where Deanna meets up with Pulaski, yep. and you know, and she's like, so how was uh, how was the uh, the wharf thing? And she's like, oh, you know, it was weird, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I didn't stay. I didn't stick around for like. <laughs> I didn't stick around for refreshments. Yeah. Oh no, it was Deanna who was asking because she didn't stick around, and and, like Pulaski is just like, oh, you know, I've never been more turned on in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, just really wow. I'm sure I'm glad we've evolved past these barbaric displays. And Deanna's like, have we? Riker and his dad are about to take take part in a barbarism of their own. Oh, don't remind me. I don't approve. Blah blah blah. Boys will be boys. I guess that's why we love them. Uh. <laughs> when did they turn into two drag queens? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not how you hear them. <laughs> no, it's pretty I good impression. My impression was pretty spot on. Yeah. It was a good reading. Uh. <laughs> it was a good reading. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that's um, pretty much the gist of it. Uh, full disclosure: I am on new medications right now, and my brain is very fuzzy. It sounded awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. The same spot. Like, I my memory is no, slipping. That was really good. <laughs> no, so I, just, I'd say that's fairly accurate. Okay, good. <laughs> so it, it captures the feel. Yeah, of it. I, I was, it was, I was <laughs> great. I was, I was aiming for essence. <laughs> So now we get the Ambu Jitsu. Awesome Ambu Jitsu fight. The oh ultimate. <laughs> and oh, what does it say? The, the ultimate evolution of martial arts? Yeah. The ultimate evolution of martial yeah. arts. Okay. You'll be happy to know that the ultimate evolution of martial arts doesn't require you to do flips or jumps or kicks or anything like jumps, that. There's no octagon. Hops, I would yeah, call them more hops. than jumps. 
they, they aren't they aren't jumps so much as they're hopping over a stick that someone's swinging under you. Yeah, so they're they're it's it's kind of like American Gladiators. They have yeah. the the yeah, battle. It's, it's the joust essentially yeah. from American yeah. Gladiators. Except one end is a flashlight, and yeah. it, it makes sounds when it gets near the other one. Yeah, and you've got a faceplate down because with the blast shield down, you can't even see how are you supposed to fight. So you're right. wearing helmets with like full BMX <laughs> yeah, gear. Yeah, yeah, like padding, like BMX pads. Yeah, like chest pad, arm pads, like pads. And you're blind, and you use your staff to figure out where the other person is. And you're in this kind of circular ring. Mm-hmm. And clearly, as we watch them circle around the ring, they have enough spatial orientation to know where the edge of the ring is. Yeah. And yet, we see them constantly turning a full way around and waving that find the other person end of the stick <laughs> out over the empty area where the person cannot possibly be because it's outside the ring. This would make for the worst game of laser tag ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ring is far too small. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And basically, it just they just wail on each other with padded sticks for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, like, they, they each get a few good hits in and then uh, Riker's dad cheats. Yeah, but don't but not before Riker tells his dad that he should have died instead of his mom. Yeah, it gets really emotional. Cold. That was that yeah, was a that, little that, out of left field. Yeah, that's yeah. like right at the beginning. You should have died, not her. Whoa, whoa, dude! <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, <laughs> take it down a notch, Jesus. son. Like I mean, yeah, fuck. Man. That's 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 a bit that's much. That's some cold shit. It's like I I came here because I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you should have died. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Don't die, old man. Die, die, die. Um, and so, yeah, old man cheats, and yeah. Riker calls him on it, and that's when it's revealed that he's been cheating pretty much all along. He's like, <laughs> I, I've known I couldn't beat you since you were like 12, but I had to keep you interested. I had to keep you challenged. Mm-hmm. I always hated you for that. <laughs> <laughs> His, his dad is really willing to admit every flaw and Riker's yeah. still not having any of it. Yeah, seriously. But it does eventually work out. Like, listen. Which, which actually reminds me of a moment a little bit earlier where he was talking about... I think he was talking to oh. Deanna? Where, or was it when he was no. talking to Riker and he was talking about all, all the pain of his childhood? Yeah, no, and, that was uh, when uh, Riker was talking to Picard. Right. And, and dad shows up and says, listen, Picard, can I have a word with my son? And then Riker's just not having any of it. It's like, oh, spare me the pain of your childhood. <laughs> right. Like, you like, caused that pain, old man. Yeah, you, you you seem to be the person who's most responsible. You, you probably should not be spared it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's Star Trek, so of course they work it out. Of course. Of course they do. Although, interestingly, in this level, they, they work it out through violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they work up a good, healthy sweat. Yeah. That's right. You know? There's no real violence because Ambujitsu Ambu is just so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like I mean, it's the most antiseptic kind of fighting there is. He, it, it, they, they couldn't have been less... Like, the only way it could have been less contacty is if they'd just been playing, like, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> he he should have challenged his dad to a thing longer battle. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the serious business, <laughs> though. Like a thumb war or some shit. But, uh, all right. So, they make up... They make up, they make out, and... Um, no, they don't. We go to the bridge, and Picard's all like, well, you know, since Riker's gone now, we can uh, we can head on our way. And, uh, no, first we get that uh, Jordy is is like, okay, so all, all the oh, yeah. all the fuckwads beamed off. They didn't find any problems. They said we should just recalibrate our uh, our gauges, you know? Yeah. And Picard's like, oh... Uh, I, like, I believe like, somebody said that. I, I, I believe that's what Data said we should do. And Data just the gives, the like, this awesome shrug. shrug. Oh, just yeah. like, womp, womp. <laughs> You know? Yep. 
if Data had a catchphrase, that would have been when he said it. <laughs> Another thing that, you know, often in... We see Data often, like, flawlessly imitate other people's voices. Yeah. That would have been a funny instant for do that pose and then just say the same line in Picard's voice back. <laughs> I believe that's what Data said we should do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. D- Data doesn't have a SAS unit that advanced. No, not no. yet. <laughs> but that would have been that would have been outrageous. Uh, that yep. would have been a golden moment. <laughs> so Picard's like, well, now, uh, like, now that Riker is on his way to uh, his new command, we can be on our way. I guess we don't need a new first officer, whatever. Uh, let's go. But then Riker comes on the bridge, and they're all like, Riker. He's like, um, he's like listen, um, listen uh, uh, Jean-Luc, JLP. Can, can I call you that? <laughs> just, just not all. Listen, um, preferred dad. Yeah, listen, l- listen, favorite dad. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> I, much. I've there were a few moments in the episode oh, yeah. where he, like, very nearly is like, yeah. So, uh, dad, yeah. I mean, John Luke. I mean, that that vibe is yeah. all oh, over it, this episode. Completely in this episode. Like, I've, I've decided I'd like to stay on the Enterprise with your permission. And, like, and there's like, there's a second Aww. there where he waits on it. Like, granted. <laughs> permission granted. <laughs> yeah. So, just a, a kind yeah, of. I'm just a, waiting for him to go, denied! <laughs> It's like, aw, give me a hug, Tiger. Get off my ship. (laughs) A little thought experiment. Say Riker did leave, would they be promoting from within? And if so, who? It would have been Data. It's got to be Data. Yeah, Data's next in line. He's he's number two, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the second officer. So so assuming that uh, Picard wouldn't just, you know, pick from like a Rolodex of available uh, first officers. I uh, feel like he'd promote from within. Yeah. He seems like that that, kind of dude. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been Data. Data's abundantly qualified. Oh, Oh, yeah. Completely. Data's overqualified, man. Like, when, remember when we finally saw Data in command and he fucking killed it? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, Data in charge of his ship. Good idea. Do yeah. that. You know? Mm-hmm. I still love it when he shuts down that asshole. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I hate that guy. That, that guy, guy in his stupid sucks. face. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, the worst face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally agree with you on this one, Bart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like the Romulan. That's yeah. It's the Romulan, yeah. like the oh, with Ishara Yar, yeah, with this with the sensor web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. But uh, Data has figured out like he, he knows where they're breaking through. Totally, you know. And so he's disobeying orders at this point. And the other guy's getting really mad at him. He relieves him of duty. You are relieved, sir. <laughs> I relieve you of your ass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, so good. Yeah. Awesome. And then he like, and then of course afterwards, you know, he offers himself to Picard for uh, for punishment for disobeying orders, and Picard's like, Pass. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. You're my favorite son. Don't tell Riker. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Riker's a lot of fun, but you're the better yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, you're the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. You'll be getting my riding saddle in the wheel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So Riker's back. The crew. The, the crew's all back together. Of course. Um, and they could it really have ended any other way? No. Hell no. <clears throat> um, is there anything we didn't cover here? This episode was good for a lot of entertainment. Yeah, there, there's a lot of really fine character moments in this one. Ambojitsu is hella dumb. Oh, it's so stupid. Uh, Ambojitsu is But nice. very entertaining. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, how do we rate this episode? Uh, 
pretty high, I think. I, I, I like this episode a lot. I'm The nonsensical melodrama between Riker and his dad kind of takes away from it. Just because at the end of this, I still don't really understand how they're so bitter towards each other. I guess they, they don't even directly talk about it, but I guess yeah. Riker Basically, was abandoned by his father yeah, when he was young. Like, Age 16, he, he was just done with him altogether. Yeah, yeah. Riker was on his own from the age of 16, pretty much. Yeah. I felt like they could have just added that line to the show and it would have been better. Now, Riker does say, I was took care of myself from the yeah, age of 15. And, and, and Papa yeah. Bear's all like, I, I stuck around for 13 years. If that wasn't good enough, tough. <laughs> it was a bit like, ridiculous. That sounds illegal. Yeah, it does kind of. Yeah. But presumably, you know, he stuck around for 13 years, which would mean that, like, Riker's mom died when Riker was very young, like maybe two. Right, yeah. That's the idea, or, like, yeah. Riker was three when his mom died, so his dad stuck around for another 13 years. And probably at that point, he just put him in the academy and was done with him. Mm-hmm. They, is, there a, is there an academy for underage kids? <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know how old you have to be. I guess Wesley no, well, was I, I trying to get in I would think he would be it. like 15 or 16 and going uh, yeah, Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. totally could. Because remember, reasonable. Wesley tried out for the academy when he was 14. Yeah. Right. And I mean, he was a bit of a prodigy, but he, he yeah. wasn't that much a one. So yeah. do you think Riker <laughs> went straight to the academy? I think so. Makes oh. sense. I mean, he's yeah. pretty advanced already. Like, he's clearly... Yeah been fast-tracked true way. yeah that's true okay so yeah i mean like i agree that that's the least fun aspect of this episode because all of the wharf b plot is solid gold oh my god Th- yes. there's not a moment of it that i don't love yes oh yeah absolutely uh every moment with o'brien is is pure joy in mm-hmm. this episode uh okay oh one more thing though uh did you notice Riker shows like his family he's got those photos of him as a child like him and his dad fishing oh god those, those, oh, those the, the people who photoshopped that must be super proud because those looked great. I mean, they made that in like 1989. Yeah, absolutely. Like, but but did you notice the? Uh, did you notice he's got the one shot and it's of a city and it, it appears. I think it's supposed to be Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's all like there's all it's this huge sprawling metropolis of yeah, these yeah. shining buildings. Like I know it's the you know an idyllic future, but really would that many people want to live in Alaska? Um, I don't know. I guess in the future it's probably not so bad. Yeah, yeah maybe future Alaska where you don't have to worry about driving in the snow because you know hover cars or some shit. I or, guess so. Shuttles. Don't forget battle the battle armor to deal with roving bears. Yeah, they'll be or, mutant or just polar. Tra- they'll be mutant bears, though. <laughs> fucking transporters. You know, it really, yeah. it really makes getting around in the snow a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. And it's a pretty beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind living in colder weather, even. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd be down with Alaska as long as I had access to the uh, yes. things that I like. What about yeah. the summer though, when it's like full of mosquitoes and stuff? Oh fuck that. Yeah, that's a drag. No, no, yeah. like no mosquitoes and like that was the first thing that uh, the Federation <laughs> did was they uh, annihilated the mosquitoes. Yeah, they genocided the mosquitoes they're gone no right. mosquitoes on earth okay they're fair useless enough. all right so um i'm gonna i'm gonna give this like i don't know like for comedy alone i'm gonna go high i'm gonna just want a lieutenant commander yeah uh, i'm thinking lieutenant commander even though the, the, the plot so the too. plot line totally doesn't deserve it i don't right, care true yeah <laughs> all right, I, I think lieutenant commanders across the board. lieutenant commander across the board that is great all right so uh next time it's pen pals <sighs> Whoa! That's right. Pen pals with Sarjenka. Oh, Sarjenka. And, uh, mm. and and Data, you know, just you know, pulling a boner. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, Data, you shouldn't have done that. You should not have answered that message. But you did. Oh well. So that's coming up, and then mm-hmm. it's very exciting because you know, yeah, Q Who is after Pen Pals. Yeah, that's so great. We are we are one episode away from the, the Borg, Borg. Oh, which is exciting. very very exciting. I think we're gonna have some guests. For yeah, that. yeah. Um, if if we're lucky, uh, we're definitely gonna have Cameron here. Yeah. Uh, and we might also have Graham. Uh, uh for our uh, for our listeners, uh, that would be Cameron and Graham from Loading Ready Run, a uh, a local comedy uh, group here in Victoria. 
Victoria who are heavily involved with uh, Penny Arcade amongst other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would be cool. Uh, we shall see. Um, hard to know because Graham and Kathleen are expecting a child very uh, shortly, so I don't know whether he will be able to make it. But we shall see. Yeah. Also, Christmas is coming. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Also, this will be this will be right after Desert Bus. So oh, yeah. who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Big things. Big things. Mm-hmm. So please do join us next time here aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. Bullet. Jake. We'll see you next time.